Being self-employed and running a business can be extremely challenging. I remember when I first started teaching yoga, one of the biggest worries I had was how was I going to pay my student loans? When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help you get ahead. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. So this means they can offer you smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So if you're like me and you want to find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today, go to upstart.com forward slash loved. That's upstart.com forward slash L-O-V-E-D. Don't forget to use our URL and let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain information provided on your loan application. Go to upstart.com forward slash loved. You know, I'm a chiropractor by trade, but I've never believed in cracking and then, and then that's it and doing that three times a week. Uh, I just don't think that that generates true healing. Um, it's effective. It feels great, but I'm more in the realm of how can I help you not see me? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode Radically loved, and I'm joined by Tessa. Tessa, we missed you last week. I missed you too. Yeah, I missed you too. Although, I mean, I was in paradise for a week. That was so lovely. How was it? Oh, it's beautiful. So I went to Shinalani, which Rosie, you're so familiar with. You led several retreats there. It was my third time on retreat, and it was just like this magical culmination of are we going to be able to go? Are we not going to be able to go? Half of our retreat folks that signed up couldn't make it. And then all of a sudden, the week before, we sold out every single spot in our room allotment. And it was just this magical, oh my gosh, Rosie, I haven't laughed like that in so long. My sister ended up joining me and she just, she and I just feed off of each other with the giggles and everybody just joined in. It was the best time. And I can't even tell you what it's like to be in a group of people for a week with a, without having to wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, just seeing people's face expressions and feeling that sense of freedom was so restorative. Yeah. That place is just magical. I don't know what it is about yeah. it. Yeah. What are their uh, COVID measures like? Are they pretty, um, you know, I, th- I think, careful? yeah, I think they're being safe. They're being careful. So their capacity 
um, if 75 people, it's about 75%. So they can't have any more than 50 people on the property at a time. And you know that it's, there's no like four walls anywhere. So everything is open air, air. which is helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the staff are wearing masks and they take their temperatures um, as they, before they get on the premises. So they make sure that their staff is safe. Um, And so, yeah, I, I feel like they're doing their best they're cleaning everything before and after classes you know all the props all of the yoga mats um and taking care of each other and oh that's so great I bet it was just amazing so Mm -hmm. we have plans on going to Shinalani this winter well it'll be the beginning of December that's the plan so hopefully we'll start rolling out information for that in the next couple of weeks but obviously Tessa will be there with us um I think I just want to go live there let's go live live and work there (laughs) I love it I love it there so much and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to being back but we missed you and we have a very special episode today and it's one that I know that you really enjoyed you got to listen mm-hmm. yeah I loved I mean I'm such a believer in body work and uh, holding our issues in our tissues I've experienced it for myself so um, it was fun to listen to Joey's perspective on that and the work that he does and how passionate he is about it um, yeah it's, it's yeah. cool So today's guest is Dr. Joey Matina. He's an LA-based expert chiropractor. He's the head chiropractor for the LA Clippers, and he's worked with some of the best athletes in the world, and he's also an author. He wrote a book called The Sit Secret, Your Chiropractor's Guide to Healthy Sitting, which is kind of like a big, important thing for us that we don't realize, especially those of us that sit at a computer for a long period of time. So a couple of years ago, uh, I don't know, like maybe 10. Oh, when did I live in Portland? 2013. So that was like that long ago. Yeah, was that long ago? Whoa. So crazy. Oh my gosh. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Oh, wow. That's nine years ago. (laughs) Yeah, that's almost a decade. What? That is wild. Okay. So back when I lived in Portland, Tori's always had this. Uh, the Herman Miller Aeron chair that's supposed to be mm, the yeah. best ergonomic. And he had convinced me that I needed, it was one of these things where he kept telling me how I needed that chair and you uh-huh. need to get this chair. It's the best chair, blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking, oh, since he's bringing it up, that means he's probably going to buy it for me. Maybe he wants to like, mm. no, he did not. No, he basically <laughs> just convinced me and found one, a used one on ebay in while we were living in portland and um of course i ended up having to pay for it and i was really annoyed but anyway (laughs) i never um i never liked it like i just thought it was ugly and i just didn't understand what the whole yeah i didn't understand what the whole thing was about by the way this is not an aaron chair herman miller ad i'm just literally telling you (laughs) a story and i just thought it was ugly yeah like I didn't think it was comfortable. I didn't understand. Well, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I've still had the same chair. A couple of weeks ago, Tori's like, well, you've been wanting to get rid of that chair. One of my friends wants to wants to buy it. Would you be willing to sell it? And I was like, yeah, get rid of this chair. I hate it. It's ugly. <laughs> it's so dumb. And so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. 
get rid of that chair. Yeah, get rid of the chair. And he did it literally in that same day. I didn't even get to think about it. So then he gets rid of it and then he he delivers it to one of his dear dear friends who, you know, is so lovely and and she um definitely needed a good chair. And so he delivered it and and then I was left with no chair right in the middle of me writing my book, right? So then I just use, I'm like, oh, I'll just use one of the dining room chairs. It's not that big of a deal. Well, after an afternoon, my back was hurting so bad. And I was like, oh, God, no, I we need to get me a chair. And so I was on uh, CB2 looking for a fancy chair that matched my, you know, fancy desk because yeah. it needed to match and I wanted it to look cool and be comfortable like I was sitting on a couch and then we went to CB2 to try them out and they were comfy-ish but they were also really expensive I didn't realize how expensive a brand new desk chair would be yeah so so then Tori went online and found uh sort of the base model Erman Miller office desk chair this place downtown Mm -hmm. and why am I telling the story I have no idea let me just keep going so <laughs> well we, you you mentioned Joey yeah the sitting the, writing that was about the whole it thing. yeah yes um and we went downtown to this wholesaler place um it was a little sketch when we got there I'm like how do, are these real Herman Miller chairs I don't <laughs> these know these are knockoffs yeah <laughs> and so then he had all these new Aeron chairs like the one I had and so I'm sitting in all these different chairs which were a like way way overpriced in my opinion right mm -hmm. I don't know how much chairs are I mean I think I paid like $300 for that Aaron chair and to me that was a lot uh, of money and that was used right the that used was one? used because yeah. the new ones are like upwards like $2,000 yep, or something yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. two to three thousand dollars which look if you if you guys have Aaron chair and that's how much you spent more power to you guys I am not that person I need a deal I need to, you know, get a used one. Mm -hmm. I'll sit on the couch. I'll sit on the floor and I'm good. Um, but anyway, we went, we got this one base model. It was from, it was used from a office building. Uh, it wasn't like the Aeron chair. It kind of had a cooler design and we had it. And within 24 hours, I was like, no, get, I need my, I need my Did chair you take back. It back. Oh yeah. I took it back because <laughs> I realized how wrong I was. Hmm. I was wrong. There's a lesson. Yes, <laughs> I was wrong. And and Tori let me sit on his Aaron chair and uh like the following day and then I realized, wow, I've never ever had back problems before. I never hurt and I would sit on the computer for a really long time, many, many hours, and I'd never ever gave I mean, of course, hip tightness, hip tightness, low back but not how it was when I didn't have the chair. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I I just ended up getting another Aeron chair. So it was like, <laughs> I just, do you realize I just did this big circle? Like I got rid of the chair that I thought was dumb and ugly. And I was like, I want to get rid of it. And then I bought another chair, didn't like it. And I ended up just finding another used yep. Aeron chair. Yeah. So I've had my eye on this chair. It's It looks like it looks like a floating Lotus that oh. you're supposed to be able to like 
um, open up and sit in seated meditation or like recline on. And it's, but again, just like the air on chair, it's, it's like $2,000 or so I'm sure. And for me, just like, it sounds like for you, aesthetics are important, especially if it's in your office and it's like this huge eyesore, everything else is beautiful, feng shui, all of that. And then you have this, why did they have to design like that? I don't know. You would think. I don't know. know, But but yeah, totally. (laughs) Because I am, and I'm a minimalist. Like I don't like a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, I like open spaces. I don't, I don't like clutter. You know, I'm a little bit of a maniac when it comes to that, but yeah, those, they're not good looking, but you know what I found out because, you know, I was doing all this research that they didn't think that they would sell these chairs because of how ugly and unattractive (laughs) they were, but they've won so many awards Mm -hmm. and they really truly are again, now going back full circle to, um, Joey's, uh, the sit secret, the, the ergonomics of the chair are really, I mean, to me, it's definitely worth it because of the amount of time I spend sitting at my computer now before I didn't, it didn't matter where I sat. So I guess maybe I didn't appreciate what I had because I never actually spent as much time as I have over the last year, which I'm sure many people that are listening to this might consider the same thing. But, um, anyway, yeah. What was the point of that story? You guys, I don't know. It was just a fun story. And, um, I like to be wrong sometimes and I, I want to air my dirty laundry out with all of you and let you know when I'm wrong. And I'm sorry, Aaron chair that I called you dumb. <laughs> we, I got to sit in an Aaron chair when I worked, um, in Seattle at a venture capital firm, everybody in the office had those chairs. And it's so funny that you bring this up. Cause I remember it thinking like, gosh, this is a state of the art building. Everything in here is beautiful. It's like floor to ceiling glass. We have the view of the Puget sound and then they have these ugly chairs, <laughs> but they were very comfortable and yeah. he was sitting for eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. So yeah, it made a difference. Yeah. Well, okay. Just so you guys know, we're not going to be talking about sitting on this episode. What we're actually going to be talking about is, um, Joey's going to shed some light on emotions in the body. He's going to talk about how stress and trauma manifest in physical ailments in our body and how we can access them. He's going to talk about the importance of breathing so that we can modulate our body's nervous system. And he really goes deep, deep, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> he, he talks about the top, bottom, and bottom-up approach of uh, assessing Uh, our body and the brain. And he's been my chiropractor for many years now. And I'm actually going to see him today, oddly enough. Um, Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. I can't wait to tell him (laughs) like, Hey, guess what? Check out your, your, um, latest podcasts and I better make sure that he's subscribing and reviewing. But Mm -hmm. so yes, so today's episode, I'm excited to hear what you guys all think. And, um, yeah, we're so grateful that you're here. Just so you guys know, season seven is going to uh, be a little bit delayed. So we're going to be here in season six for about another month. And then we'll be taking a two-week break so that we can relaunch into season seven. We've got some new artwork. We're changing the format a little bit. But don't worry, it's all changing for the best. And we're excited to hear any feedback that you guys might have or any ideas, always send us uh, your notes, your thoughts to info at radicallyloved.com. 
With that being said, I'm excited to present my conversation with Joey, but first, here's a message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Tonal. I'm so happy to announce that Tessa is now part of the Tonal community. I think if I hadn't got the Tonal, I would have just spent the rest of the year, last year and the beginning of this year, eating Chicago mixed popcorn and drinking lots of kombucha with Tori. Not that that is a bad thing, but doing it every day, I think it was a little much. The fact that Tonal came and installed my machine into the Zen Den and I can literally just walk out the door and go do my workout is the most convenient thing. And if it wasn't this convenient, I probably wouldn't do it because why? There is a bike in my office that I never use. Why don't I use it? Because I'm more of the class type of person. I need to have a class. I want to move my body in different ways. I want to do a HIIT workout. I want to be able to customize my own workout. And these are all features that Tonal has. Tonal is a smart at-home gym that replaces every machine in the weight room and has personal training programs built in. It has a sleek design and it looks like a TV on the wall. It doesn't have any bulky weights or racks and the resistance goes all the way up to 200 pounds. And I keep saying this every time I tell you guys about it, there's no way I could ever lift 200 pounds, but I've definitely tried. Being able to stay healthy post pandemic has been such an important thing for me, not only my body, but also my mind and my spirit. Whenever I'm in my body and I'm using my body and I'm doing strength training, it really brings me back into the present moment. It really allows me to remember the things that are important in my life and the importance of being healthy. So those of you that are curious, you can try Tonal for 30 days risk-free. There's also a special offer. If you head over to www.tonal.com, you can get $100 off of the smart accessories when you use promo code ROSIE. That's R-O-S-I-E at checkout. Head over to www.tonal.com and use promo code ROSIE. Tonal will help you be your strongest. A special thank you to Tonal for being a huge supporter of our community and this show. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? HelloFresh is that little box that makes life easier and brings your food right to your doorstep. Who doesn't want a box of fresh food and pre-measured ingredients? I definitely do. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so that you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh has a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between if you want to be extra like me. Tor and I get the veggie meals three times a week and it is the highlight of my week because I know I don't have to worry about trying to figure out what I'm gonna make and it's always so tasty and quick, which is really nice because then we can actually enjoy the evening, maybe even Netflix and chill. So go to hellofresh.com forward slash loved 12 and use the code loved 12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's www.hellofresh.com forward slash loved 12 and use code loved 12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's hellofresh.com forward slash loved 12. America's number one meal kit. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I'm joined by a very special guest. I've been wanting to get him on the show for a long time. And finally, here he is, Joey. 
welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I, you know, Joey, I've known Joey for, I don't know, a while now, years. How many years? I, I can't actually remember. I don't Three know. or four, maybe? Yeah, I would say probably about four. Um, mm-hmm. And we always have the best conversations about emotions in the body. And I, every time I'm, I'm interviewing somebody uh, and we're talking about the body, I always think about our conversations or always think about the things that you say. And um, I'm really excited to just talk with you today about every, all, all, everything body related, but just to give the listeners a little bit of background, do you want to let them know who you are and what you do? Sure. And thank you for having me. I've been, I've been looking forward to this for a while. So I'm a chiropractor by trade. Um, and so I work with bodies pretty much all day long, but one of the most fascinating things to me is, is sort of the mind body connection. And it's not just a physical thing where I go in and, you know, move body parts. It's not just about biomechanics, but what I really enjoy is the, you know, the, uh, all the, all the, the mind and nervous system things that go into healing and treatment and, and feeling good. Yes. And it's, I mean, it truly is such an art because for, for me growing up in a chaotic, traumatic environment, like the older I got, I knew that those things lived in my body somehow. And for me, they showed up in the manner of being severely overweight and not moving my body and feeling lethargic and feeling depressed and not really utilizing that component of integrating uh, the mind-body connection, right? I was just purely living in a state of reactivity constantly. So through getting introduced to yoga and, and running and doing things with my body, it started to reveal what those things were. And to me, it was so fascinating. And I'd love for you to speak to this a little bit more. Um, when I started moving my body, I would get these random memories or these random things would come up and I would be like, why am I thinking about that? Or why is that coming up? And I remember you and I have talked about, um, uh, what was Bessel van der Kolk's book, Mm -hmm. the body keeps score. And, yeah, I'd love I'd love to hear your insights on that because this is obviously something that you do and I know that it's as a healer as a a a, a practitioner as well of all of these different modalities. How do how do you see that in people's bodies and yeah, like why does that happen? Well, we're learning about why that happens, but it's a very fascinating subject and I love that book, The Body Keeps the Score. Um, and what you experience with that and what a lot of people experience and what, what Vanacor talks about in that book is how, how do we access, um, how do we access our body and brain? And there's two ways, really there's top down, which is essentially talk therapy, uh, you know, ayahuasca things where we can actually, um, talk things out or like deal with, with, with the emotions in a way that we can sort of let them out. And then the, the other way is sort of bottom up, which, which is more like body work and getting into our bodies. And so for a lot of people, just getting out and moving, getting physical touch, we can, we, we, we have things come up in our bodies that we can actually then see and heal. Um, um, and you only get that through top down or bottom up. And I like a combination of the two. And so I, I love what I do so much because it's not only bottom up where I'm 
physically interacting with the patient and we're touching and, but at the same time, we're talking a lot of the time and we're working through things. And that's one of the major arts of what I do in this field is uh, how do you get the best treatment with somebody when things are not just as plain and simple as a physical uh, ailment? Um, a lot of times there's nervous system type things that are tied to past trauma, uh, stresses in your life that are going on. And so that to me is the most fascinating part. And so when you start getting in your body and doing yoga and things, uh, you know, you're, you're accessing parts of your, your brain that have possibly been dormant because you've been living in this fight or flight. Um, I'll never forget. I went to a seminar in, in Sedona. It was a myofascial release seminar and it's a very subtle, quiet, uh, seemingly like you're doing nothing to the body type of treatment. But uh, we, we turned the lights off. There must've been a hundred people in a room and it was, it's, it, it, we, we just basically hold somebody's head. And I was with a total stranger. And so you're, you're doing these techniques and you're holding and in that silence and just sort of just feeling their body and not making any movements, but letting their body do the movements, people start to have major reactions. People would start sobbing. Uh, people who were potentially abused when they were younger were in abusive relationships, had major stresses, could have major outbreaks. Um, and a lot of that was because they hadn't just taken that time to sit in their body, sit in their emotions and allow themselves to experience that. And one of the craziest things I ever saw was uh, there was a woman who had been uh, choked uh, and, and physically abused by her former partner. Mm -hmm. And in the actual session, you could see the marks where she had this trauma of being choked. You could see that her neck became very, very red. And so all of her sort of sympathetic nerves and all that sort of trauma around that area started to get reactivated and it helped her sort of, you know, at least start to deal with those issues. And I don't know what happened to her, but it was unbelievable. I mean, you could see the red appearing on her neck and nowhere else on her body. And it was just this thing that had come up for her. So that physical bottom up is just so important for our healing. Yeah. I mean, how important is it for us to be able to utilize the talking portion as well? Because I'm curious if and I'm sure you encountered this, we've talked about this, when you're working on somebody, you as a, as the, the doctor, as, as your hands on this patient, you can feel those things. And you're such a incredibly gifted, um, uh, I mean, I want to call you healer. I'm like, I want to call you a doctor. I want to call you like a, a guru, physical guru. That's what I'm going to call you. Um, <laughs> you can intuit that you can feel that what happens when, you know, the, the person doesn't want, isn't ready to talk about it or doesn't want to talk about it. Do you ever recommend, or do you ask, do you, do you help them get to that place? Or do you just kind of let people do nothing? Great question. What's super interesting about it is everybody's different. Um, and you know, I'm always learning every single day. I, you know, I, I can only, I just do the best I can based on my experiences and things that I've been through in my own healing journey. Um, and I try my best. I just sort of try to tune into people and what they're dealing with. And cause you never really know no. um, that being said, once I put my hands on somebody uh, it's the most present I'm, I'm ever, I ever am in life. And um, you know, part of me and my background is I, I was, I suffered abuse when I was a child. And so I lived through a lot of that. And, you know, a lot of us have suffered abuse of some kind and traumas. So, um, and I had a lot of issues with talking about things and having people touch me for a long, long time. So 
um, I, I, I sort of understand that. And so when I've, I mean, I've put my hands on people before and I can almost instantly tell sometimes, you know, I had a, I had a, a young man not too long ago and I, you know, nothing was wrong with him physically. But as soon as I put my hands on him, I said, you know, hey, listen, I got to ask you a question. Have you, have you been sexually abused? And he said, yes. Um, so there's times like that when, you know, it's, I'll say something if I feel it's right, but you really have to just feel the situation. And oftentimes people aren't ready and they'll show that to you. You have to let them sort of walk through that door. I don't like to force anything. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll show you that in either the way that they're non-verbally communicating or verbally communicating. Uh, and I don't like to force the issue. It just kind of has to come out naturally. Uh, and that's what I've experienced in my own life is if I ever tried to, if something was tried to be forced out of me, I wasn't, it did, I didn't respond well. So I can only do what I see, yeah. you know? And so um, I think that gives me a lot of empathy in the situation, in many situations. Um, and I just really go with, you know, I go with that and I just try to keep learning every day. Yeah. I love that you are so intuitive with that. And even for your own, your own personal journey, I mean, it's, it's so obvious why you would choose this line of work, right. To go into that, given your history, did it take a long time for you to process that? Like, how did you, how did you find that the trauma lived in your own body? took a lot. It's I'm still processing, but, but, you know, it's a lifelong journey, but yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people, when something like that happens, we tuck it away, we compartmentalize it. And it's something that's, you know, we just try to not think about it and, and it lives in there. And then that there's that pain body that just sort of lives mm -hmm. within you. And um, it takes the right life experience. It takes just the right time to sort of want to be like, okay, I'm ready to access that now. And um, you know, there's an amazing book, uh, the psychic roots of disease, um, and it's basically, it's, it's, you know, areas of the body that correspond to different traumatic life experiences. And you go there and you say, oh, that's pretty woo woo. I don't know if I believe in that. But when you look at the research and what's been done and how accurately some of these things line up, you have to go, wow, there's something to that. And so, of course, you can run and you pull a calf, you know, and maybe that's not because you have an issue with your mother or whatever that is. But there's so many examples of ailments in the body like my hip is hurting my shoulder and it's this chronic thing you have to look the, the research and, and the anecdotes are so incredibly sort of undeniable you have to go okay there's something here um and it takes you know it's sometimes it, people don't want to hear it a lot of times you know i can say and i don't like to come out and say hey listen i think you know uh you're having stress in maybe your relationship or whatever it is yeah i'm not always forward like that but it, you know unless the situation dictates that that's the thing to do um but you know, again, it's letting people do it in their own time. Yeah. Or you have somebody like me that's just telling you all their problems all the, the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, this is happening and now this is happening. And that's My how you process. Stuck. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and that's, that's your, so I have, so a lot of what I do is getting on your wavelength. A lot of times I'll try to match my breathing to the patient on the table. I try to match the inhale, exhale without the other person knowing and just try to really get on the same vibration. It's really about matching the vibration. If someone comes in and they're cheerful and joyful, I try to match that. Because when you match somebody else's vibration, you get in sync and you can then sort of, you, you invite this healing environment. If you're on a different wavelength, you can't really have healing. Yeah. Wow. And that just applies to life in general. I mean, to being, to being in a relationship with other people, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To be able to match their their frequency and their vibration. One of the things that I've asked you before, and I'm just really curious, and I know that there's a lot of teachers and healers that listen to this podcast. 
um, how do you, how do you manage to do what you do and not take it in or energetic? Because it's such a subtle energy that you're working with. How do you delineate between you and them so that you're not taking it with you? How do you protect yourself? I find that as long as I can continue to do the things that I know bring me joy and are my meditation, I stay very grounded. I think naturally my whole life I've, I've, you know, my parents would fight a lot when I was a child, my very turbulent uh, childhood um, uh, in terms of a lot of fighting and uh, stress hormones being released. And so I always was kind of like learning how to modulate that. And so for me getting outside and working out and, you know, being by myself and processing things was always majorly important for me. So because I'm around people in that way all day and I'm changing energy every half hour to an hour with some, somebody new, new energy. Um, I just know that at this point, if I don't take the time at the end of the day to sort of be with myself and do something that, that uh, just gets me in my body. Cause you know, mm-hmm. that's like a workout or a hike. Um, I will, it will get to me. Um, and you know, that's, that's one of those things too, where, where also I've had to really work on boundaries and, and sort of uh, you know, uh, how do I, maintain my sanity while helping helping people and um i love you know it's it's an amazing feeling to be able to help somebody on a daily basis and multiple people um but i can definitely get lost in that and that's something that i've had to work on and continue to work on is you know i'm i'm i want to be there for other people and uh and letting it get out of hand of course is unhealthy so it's a work in progress but i've, I've come a long way so um i'm, I'm still Still working on that. Still, mm-hmm. I love that every single question you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm still working on that. I'm still learning. And I think that's such a, a test to your character and who you are. And that's one of the reasons why I, I love coming to you. And, and I think that you're again, so in tune and so incredibly gifted when it comes to that, because I feel like a lot of the times, especially in the world of wellness, people can get especially in the world of wellness, people can get a little bit, um, I don't want to say egocentric, but they get sort of very nearsighted, right? It's like, oh no, this is what the problem is. Mm -hmm. Do this. This is how to fix it. This is what you need to do. And it's not one size fits all. And I think for me, I love feeling empowered to care for myself. And I feel like that's the, that's one thing that you really do well. It's like you empower us to, you know, do the right exercises and do the right things, establish the right routines to continue to maintain our physical wellness. And some people in the wellness industry don't do that. They create a relationship where now you're reliant on them to fix you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So can you, can you speak to that a little bit more, like the importance of us feeling empowered to care for our own health? Yes, that's, a, that's huge. I've always been a proponent of, you know, the reason that our practice is set up the way it is, and, and I learned this from my mentor, Dennis Colinello, um, I've never been about trying to see people as much as I can. I don't believe in you know, I'm a chiropractor by trade, but I've never believed in cracking and then, and then that's it and doing that three times a week. Uh, I just don't think that that generates true healing. Um, it's effective. It feels great, but I'm more in the realm of 
how can I help you not see me? If I see you less, I'm happier. If you're doing great, that's great. Um, and, you know, I, I just, uh, I don't have the answers for your journey. I have, I can be a conduit that helps you along that journey. And that's how I view myself is, is how can I just sort of help you bring out the best in yourself and get into your body and, and heal your wounds. And, um, you know, I remember as a, as a child, I always, uh, I always, I told myself, I think I'd be a great uh, counselor uh, or I want, you know, I thought maybe I'd get into psychology and be a therapist. Um, and I also loved, I was obsessed with David Blaine and magic tricks. And I always loved like, like, so, so I, I just thought, oh, it'd be so cool to, you know, I just, I just to have that sort of magical thing. You just, it's just this ephemeral thing where it's like this boom. And then, and then you, you're left with this sort of thing, like my life has changed. And so um, I just, I, I just, uh, I just think that touching people in the right way physically, but also just sort of, uh, you know, leaving them with something that says, oh shit, I can change my life. And, and um, that's very powerful to me. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in the bottom line. I'm just interested in, you know, I see, you know, I see Rosie and uh, you know, that everyone's got their struggles or whatever they're dealing with. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm in your life for an hour every month or whatever it is you come to see me. And how can I best sort of, give you the confidence or power to like, Oh, this is my body. I can take care of that. I can do this. Um, and, uh, and that is just, that's to me is, is healing and, and the art of what we do. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm like, we could just end it there. I mean, that truly is like the, it's the best advice and it truly is the best way to, to live your life. And again, it's a test to somebody who's really doing the work and who's a true healer in this space. So thank you for that. Um, how important is it for us to, let me see, let me, let me see if I can reframe this question. When it comes to dealing with the pain body, what do you think, what would be the first order of business to manage that? And how do we know, like for somebody that's listening to this and they're like, what is the pain body? What are you talking about? Um, I have no idea what that is or what that means, but I'm in constant pain. So my ears are perked. Mm -hmm. Well, the pain body can be multiple things. Again, it could be a specific traumatic event. It could just be a, a negative pattern that you're in or have been living in due to sort of, uh, um, you know, your, your upbringing, your parents, the things that you know, you, you observed in your family life and also things that happened before you. There's another book. Um, it didn't start with you, which is all about past, you know, uh, traumas and experiences that are passed on from your parents and people that were in your life before you. It's like, how do you control that? You, you don't. Um, and I think a lot of that is self-examination, which uh, is good to a certain point, but that is, again, at another point, it becomes, it can become too much. It's, you know, you want to live your life. Um, so I think, you know, we all have, there's pain in all of us. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, um, is trying to understand where your pain comes from. And, you know, that may be, you know, everyone's different. Some people like going to talk therapy, you know, I, I enjoy talk therapy, but it's also very slow. Um, you know, I've never done sort of plant medicine uh, type ritualistic type things, but I think I know that those are very powerful for, for people. Um, also intensive things like the Hoffman Institute, you know, I've never gone to that either, but 
you know, I've listened to podcasts and things that people discuss those and it, how it was just a life-changing experience. So there's so many different ways. There's EMDR, there's, you know, there, there's so many different therapeutic ways you can attack it. And I think it's just about experimenting and finding what works best for you. Um, and at the same time, you know, living your life and letting yourself off the hook a bit where it's like, we all, we all have pain um, and life is pain and, and also joy. And, and I think just sort of, um, you know, can you, can you sort of befriend the pain um, and, and, you know, however much effort you want to put into sort of understanding where it is and healing it, you know, I think that's where you're going to get your result and, um, acknowledgement, I think is the first step. Wow. Yeah. That's so, such a great, such a great point. You see a lot of people all day long, constantly. Is there a, reoccurring theme that you see in most people, like a, a general sort of ailment or a general worry that most people have that you experience that you can see that we hold on to our bodies? I know that's a very sort of general broad stroke question, mm -hmm. but I'm just curious, like, you know, in, in yoga, people might come to yoga because they want more flexibility or their chiropractor told them that they needed to move their body more, or they're having a hard time sleeping. Not very often do you hear people come to yoga or meditation and say, Oh, I'm, I'm looking for a spiritual experience. And oftentimes that's what they leave with. You mm -hmm. know? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Is there anything similar to that in your field of, of work? I would say first and foremost, when I'm with somebody, my objective is to get them out of the physical pain they're experiencing. And so a lot of times it's just, Hey, I woke up and my neck is hurting me. And we don't even have to get into the whole, you know, past trauma, whatever. It's literally just, I want to get out of pain. And so I treat that. Um, and, uh, a lot of necks, low backs, just sort of general aches and pains. And a lot of them are biomechanical in nature. So my practice mainly is you know, listen, the body's going to hurt from time to time. It, it just like a car, it needs to tune up. It needs to be taken care of. Movement uh, is one of the best things we can do to feel good movement, eating healthy. Um, and I do think, you know, regular sort of body work and adjustments are amazing just for the actual, if we're talking the actual physical nature of the body, it's good for the body. It's good for the tissues to get that treatment. So I don't want to discount, you know, that it's, it's a huge part of it. Um, uh, and also I will say working with athletes, it's quite a bit different than working with the general population because a lot of times we're talking very specifically about a torn muscle, you know, fascia that's actually damaged. And so, you know, it's like any cut needs to be healed with the proper remedy. So there's a lot of that. And that's the primary focus of my practice. Um, uh, in the general population, when I start to see people sort of, uh, you know, on a recurring basis more often than I would like to then that's when we start to get into, you know, Hey, listen, there's something else going on in your life. And, and we, and then we start to build a rapport and a relationship where, you know, it becomes a therapy session essentially. Yes. And uh, so it, it really depends. I would say the majority is, you know, I'll get 10 calls a day. Hey, I woke up and my back's hurting, or I bent to pick something up and my back went out and it'll just be a kind of a quick fix. And, and then that's it. And then just till the next time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that's why I love the blend. I get a little bit of yeah. everything. So a lot of aches and pains, you know, a lot of people, we don't breathe enough, you know, so I always recommend people get in and start doing some deep breaths. Diaphragms are tight a lot and that can create neck pain, shoulder pain, stomach pain, back pain. Um, so just taking the time to stop and 
take a deep breath throughout the day is huge and we don't do enough of that so oh, I just did that probably for the first time after I told you about my traumatic experience and and why is it so can you talk a little bit about what you're I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm like, my breath mm -hmm. is stuck. Can you mm -hmm. explain to people physiologically what that is and maybe why that happens? Sure. Well, breathing is, is, a, is an automatic function of the body. We don't have to think about it. Um, and breathing is, is, is affected by the nervous system, of course. So sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. Uh, when we have a lot of cortisol, which is you know, stress in our bodies, the fight or flight, the sympathetic nervous system ramps up. And so that makes us have shallow breathing. So a lot of us are in just this normal state of shallow breathing, fight or flight, because of the stresses of life, things are moving too fast. Um, we're thinking about the next thing. And so we get chronic shallow breathing. And when you do that, those stress hormones, they stay high. Um, and so it's just like, you know, it's amazing when you just stop and take 10 deep breaths, how it just lowers your blood pressure. You can actually take measurements of how it reduces cortisol. Um, and so, you know, you can get stuck in that sympathetic state after a traumatic experience. So, you know, something happens and you don't really realize like the nervous system. And it's not so easy as saying, hey, listen, just modulate your nervous system. You know, it's just it's just in your head. It's not that easy. That's where the sort of body comes into play. Uh, one of the one of the most amazing things you can do. Uh, meditation helps you just sort of realize, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in this state. And it helps you modulate the nervous system because so much of what what uh, shows up as a, as a physical ailment in the body is your nervous system going, oh, let's freak out. It's sending, my brain is thinking about that area because something's wrong. Um, and so, you know, cold tubs have become very popular where I tell you what, you get into a 33 degree cold tub and you start to hyperventilate. It's your, your brain is going, get me out of here. But if you can just do some box breathing and just sort of get your, get your nervous system to go, it's okay. It, I'm not really in danger here. You just take deep breaths. You'll just, you kind of get into this state where it's like, okay, I'm fine. I'm good. That's an amazing way to, to teach your nervous system how to modulate. And I think, uh, I think that's the big thing is we don't really know how to do that because we don't take the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really great. I'm thinking about that right now. Well, well do you want to, can you explain what box breathing is to the people that are listening? And I don't know. Yes. Box breathing is basically like if you were to take four, four, four second deep breath in, you hold for four seconds, you let it out for four seconds, and then you hold for four seconds. So it's that sort of equal four in, four hold, four out, four hold. I can't give you the science behind that, but for whatever reason, it works amazingly well. And you can, you know, Wim Hof is the guy who sort of has got a lot of done a lot of this stuff and he can, you know, modulate his nervous system like no other. So uh, very interesting stuff if you want to read more about it. Um, but it's just, it, it just tells your body that things are okay. And it just lowers that sort of that nervous system response. Um, and in just doing that, a lot of times, you know, this is a great example. We'll have, if you have a player get injured during a game, um, adrenaline is high, you know, they've got a back spasm and, you know, your first instinct is how can I, how, you know, do I get in there right away and do I try to make a fix or do we just let the body chill and try to get them to just let's let the adrenaline come down because it may be overreactive. So a lot of times when people are in a very stressed state of their life, like if you're going through a divorce or any major stressful event, you may notice that you, you get more pains in your body. So oh, my shoulder's killing me. Um, my back is going out. You know, I've seen people going through incredibly stressful things in their life and they come to me and they've got pain going down the back of their leg. They think it's sciatica, this or that. And really it's just because there's so much tension in their body. Um, another amazing book I want to recommend is, is uh, Healing Back Pain by Dr. John Sarno. 
Um, and his entire practice was built upon the idea that pain is just basically tension in our body. Um, back pain, you know, you think you have sciatica, there's nothing wrong with your back. It's just that, you know, you're, you're taking the energy that you should be sort of releasing. And instead it's, it's manifesting in your body because, uh, you're not really letting it out or you're holding things in, in your life. So, um, you know, that that's, I, I recommend everybody read that book. Honestly, it's, uh, you know, he would cure people just by reading that book. Oh, so all of the books that Joey has mentioned are going to be in the show notes of this particular episode. So all you have to do is go to the info button and scroll through the notes and all of the books that he mentioned will be there for those of you who are interested. I know I have two of the books that you mentioned, but I want to get this next one, um, the back one. Too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, for me, I'm just so fascinated. And before we actually started recording, I had told Joey, um, the, the incident that happened with the, with the pups and, um, it was, it, it's still very, I mean, even thinking about it, I had a pause for a second because I, I feel like my body could recognize my body's really, um, familiar with fight or flight. My body's very familiar with, uh, the feeling of not breathing <laughs> and shallow breathing it's very easy for me to go into that state. I can go into shallow, shallow breathing when I'm reading an email, <laughs> when I'm in front of a computer. And so it's a very mindful practice for me to, even as he was talking about the box breathing, I was like breathing and uh, just exhaling and, and bringing myself back down. Um, which I feel like a lot of people, it's that thing that people just don't, we forget about it. We don't do it. I always ask, anybody that I'm talking to my students or, or, you know, anybody who's experiencing that same tension. Um, the Chucky's chewing a marker, no big deal. Um, but to notice if you are scrolling through something or you're on social media, are you breathing? Are you relaxed? Is your jaw unclenched? Are, you know, are you able to just take in the information or are you just really tense as you're scrolling or doing something quickly or telling a story? One of the things that I actually find fascinating is that how can we tell a story, maybe even a traumatic story or, or talk about an injury without feeling that inner energy or that injury back in our bodies? I've always been really curious about that. And I want to know what your thoughts are, because for me, anytime I'm, I'm of the mentality, energy, energy follows thought, thought follows energy. So if I don't talk about it, I'm not giving it energy. Therefore I'm not going to manifest it. So even the, the trauma stuff that I just went through, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to be very mindful about my body as I'm telling the story. And I still go into this place where I could feel it. And I'm like, oh, stop talking about it. You know, like, oh, I don't want to go there right now. And I'm curious how much of that is it important for us to be able to tell a story and regulate ourselves as we're telling it? Or do you think not talking about it until you're ready to talk about it? it you could go either way with that one. I mean, there's, there's things that, you know, I'll start to talk about, you know, when I start to talk about my past and things that happened to me, my voice starts to shake. And that's just, you know, I've been, and I've been talking about it for years. Um, that's just the natural response. I can't control. I'm, I'm, you know, the more, I think the more you do it, the easier it gets, but you know, that stuff that it lives with you for the rest of your life. It's just, it's just how comfortable can you get with it? Um, and so I think everybody's different. I mean, if, if, when you feel 
you know, I, I remember not talking about it and putting it in the back of my mind for, you know, 25 years. Um, and I just wasn't ready. And I, I, I just didn't accept what, what had happened. Um, and so everybody is going to process that, process that in a different way. And there's absolutely, the biggest thing is there's no shame in feeling nervous when you start to talk about something or having traumas or feeling like I'm, I'm losing control here and, and allowing yourself to feel that and say, hey, you know what, listen, I'm going to continue to work through this in my life and, and I, will, I will work through it. And, and the fact that it's there, there is zero shame in that. Um, and I'm going to process it in my own time, however I need to, and I'm not going to be too hard on myself. And I think that's the big thing is we're, you know, we can be very hard on ourselves. And, uh, you know, we, now, you know, we, there's so much information online about fear and face your fear and this and that. And it gets like, I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, just stop with all that, yeah. you know, but, but, you know, that's the thing is we're in the information age. I mean, you can flick through your phone and you see like, this is how you live your life. This is how you do this. this. And, you know, I, I get stuck in that too. We're all start to look at stuff. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's so important to um, unplug from that. And, and, you know, my biggest thing is, is I'll go back to sort of how I get into my body and people getting it is just go outside, take a walk um, and, or go exercise or do whatever brings you peace uh, and get away from always looking for answers. And just, you know what, We've, we're all in a, on a unique journey. Um, we're all going to have things that we're not totally comfortable with. You can look at somebody and think they have the most amazing life and they're perfectly happy and they feel great. But I tell you, I've had people on my table who have everything in the world that you would ever want and they're miserable. Uh, they've got the same problems you and I do. I mean, people that have achieved everything, had everything, you think that it's just amazing. And, you know, they have demons and intense pain bodies that honestly, you know, we'll always have. So don't be too hard on yourself and there's no shame in that. And it's just, it's just a, it's a lifelong process. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I feel like I, I want to continue this conversation. There's so many things that I, I want us to, you know, get into. Um, but I also want to be mindful and I want to just leave the audience requesting more Joey on the show. So that'll be a, a fun experience. Um, I want to just take this moment to, um, yeah, just thank you for being here and for just, oh, fuck, hold on. JK there, guys, sorry. She was behaving erratically. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we ask you the final question? Uh, I'm, I'm distracted by how cute your dog is. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. Look at that face. I can't, I can't handle it. Um, but no, go ahead with the last question. I'm, I'm... So, okay. Um, where can people go for more information on just following you or asking you questions for the people listening? They want maybe to come see you. Where can they, where can they get all of that? Sure. I have a website, drjoeymatina.com. There's not a lot on there. I'm not going to, uh, but there's contact information. Um, and I also have an Instagram where I share some stuff and uh, I'm open for conversation there. It's just at Joey Matina. Um, my office is in Beverly Hills. So, uh, I do in-office appointments, um, and, uh, I can be reached there. So, so there's some avenues I like to, you know, any questions people have, they can reach me. I think Instagram is probably the best, just direct message me and I'd be happy to answer, answer anything. Or if you want to schedule an appointment, I can, I can be found there. Yes. And I highly recommend, but not to recommend because then he's going to get too busy to see me. And we need to make sure that that is, um, 
possible. Just kidding. Um, I'm like, just kidding. Not, not kidding. Um, okay. So the final question, um, I created this podcast because I wanted to, uh, yeah, create a place for people to go to, to get inspired or to just feel the support of a community or to learn something. And the whole idea of radically loved is that we are radically loved and supported by God, universe, source, whatever higher power of your understanding that we are radically supported, um, that the universe works for us and not against us. So the final question to you is how do you feel radically loved? How do I feel radically loved? I feel, I feel radically loved when I am loving myself and really just giving my best self to everybody else in my life, patients, family, loved ones. Uh, and when I can, when I can give that love, that's all I can control. And so, you know, I, I can't control who loves me, but I can just control what I'm putting into the universe. And so when I'm able to do that and I feel comfortable with myself and I feel, I feel like, you know, my purpose here is I'm fulfilling that purpose. Uh, that to me is, is being radically loved. That's awesome. Thank you, Joey. You're the best. I'm so grateful. And again, I just want to acknowledge you and all the work that you do. I mean, you are legit. You're a big deal. You're so humble. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to, to know you and to work with you. And I'm so excited to, to share your wisdom, your knowledge with our audience. I know that they're going to love you. So for all of you listening, uh, just remember to share this with somebody that you think needs to hear this, or you can share it on Instagram and tag us. Let it, let us know what you thought and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcast. We love you. And we're so grateful for you and Joey. Thank you again so much for being part of the radically loved family. We love you. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Rosie. Love you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.